You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Reinvention starts with a clear destination. Welcome to The Game Changers. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, on the line with Jason Jennings. Jason, always good to hear your voice today. Dale, it's great to be back with you. I, I just I love doing these podcasts. We're, have, really we're having a lot of fun. We want to remind folks, real quick, before we jump into our topic today, that you can ask a question of Jason to be answered on this podcast. All you have to do is send us an email. It's questions at jason-jennings.com we'd love to hear from you send your questions in uh, questions at jason-jennings.com we'll answer them up on a later podcast so today our focus is the clear destination this comes out of your book uh, the reinventors uh, and as you study the companies for this book what's one industry that really caught your attention about this principle of having a clear destination, brought it, brought it to your attention? I can only imagine somebody on a treadmill at a gym listening right now, and when I say what I'm about to say, they're going to go, oh, yuck, I don't want to hear about that, but they would be missing something. Um, they'd really be missing something, because this is a story to literally die for. Um, we came across uh, a funeral uh, home operator in Florida, Anderson McQueen Funeral Homes. And it uh, is renowned as the the most innovative, constantly reinventing organization in that entire industry. And here's an industry that had really been disintermediated and, uh, and was really looking at, uh, I, I guess, eventual irrelevancy. Uh, you know, funerals typically uh, cost $10,000. Uh, when somebody passes away, you visit a funeral home and you buy a casket, and that's uh, six or eight or ten or twelve thousand dollars, and everything else they throw in for free. So basically, they're selling you an expensive box to plant someone in. Well, all of a sudden, you know, over the past uh, four or five decades, cremations have taken off. Uh, the mindset of people have taken off. Traditions have come into question, and it was an industry that was really in 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 in, in the crosshairs. And so when Bill McQueen's father died, uh, Bill McQueen was a lawyer uh, and, and an accountant, a CPA, and uh, he found himself taking over this business. And as he looked at the numbers, he said, you know, this business is just ripe to be turned upside down. Well, let's flash forward to the present. Uh, or to the present. W- when you walk onto an Anderson McQueen campus, you are not walking into a funeral home. Gone are the somber, dark walls, the heavy drapes, the low lights, uh, the ethereal music softly coming from someplace. Instead, you're walking into uh, bright, cheery spaces that look like they were designed by Martha Stewart. You'll find Starbucks coffee shops. You'll find Otis Spunkmeyer cookies. Uh, You'll find uh, areas for picnicking outside. You will find chapels for pet memorials. Instead of somber old men in black suits who look like like they've got waxy pallor, I mean, most of the funeral directors are young and they're female and, and at risk of being typecast as a sexist. I mean, I, you know, as, as Bill McQueen told me, w- women are far more nurturing and compassionate uh, and loving and warm and understanding uh, than men, generally speaking. And they, they have turned the industry upside down. But, but what it's all got to do with, 
so, so their transformation has been just exciting and incredible. It's, it's actually an uplifting experience to visit one of their campuses. Um, but, but what I, I think is most important about it and, and speaks to the subject today, and, and that is this. Bill McQueen uh, had in mind a clear destination. And I believe after our screening of 220,000 companies, our in-depth research into 55,000 companies, that those companies that have a very, very clear destination of, of, of where they want to be, of, of where they're going, are far better prepared to be victorious, win, and be dominant than those who don't. Now, now there's a number of words for it. Um, I, I suppose somebody, some people call it a vision. I, I have problems with the whole vision thing because I think that people roll their eyes backwards and go, oh, my God, the guy's having visions again. Uh, you know, I wonder what kind of drug he's been taking. Uh, it's just, it's, it's uh, buzzword bingo. The, the vision word, I mean, is, is death uh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, some companies use the word purpose. I really like the word purpose because I think everybody is seeking purpose in their life. But, but I think the challenge is to be able to verbalize, to be able to communicate this clear destination in a way that gives purpose to somebody's life. And, and that's how you get truly engaged people who are prepared to take the organization uh, to where you want it to go. Um, Pat Hassey, uh, a man who we talked about in, in a far earlier podcast, uh, took over ATI, Allegheny Technologies. And uh, it was hemorrhaging cash. In fact, it was almost out of cash. I mean, the, the business was in very, very bad shape. And he said, look, he said, the job of a CEO is to be a travel agent. Uh, it's to be a destination agent. He said, people want to know where the company is going. People want to know how the company is going to get there. People want to know what their role is going to be in getting to that destination. People want to know what's in it for them to be on board to get to that destination. But then the most important thing he said is this. And he said, and people are not willing to wait a long time to get those answers. So, uh, yeah, Dale, a, a clear destination is vital. So when, when you go back, you talked about uh, Bill McQueen. And as he took that business over, he was the attorney. You said he asked the question, uh, you know, or he, he made the statement, it's it's time to turn this upside down. Is that the type of question that a business owner needs to be thinking about as they try to un go to work identifying the destination? But how, really, my question to you is, how do we identify the destination if there's any question in one's mind? All right. Well, I, I think what you have to do, and I'll go back to, back to Pat Hassey and the incredible job he did at Allegheny Technologies and now his successor, uh, Rich Harshman, who is leading the company to new heights, is, is uh, Pat Hassey said, look, he said, uh, as you gaze out from the top of an organization, uh, whether your organization is a startup in Silicon Valley or whatever it is, he said, there's always a lot of fog. There's always a lot of fog out there. And he said, it is the challenge to the person leading the organization or leading the department or owning their own small business, I mean, to be able to see through the fog. And, and, and he said, look, he said, I don't believe that the fog is ever so thick that you can't see 
two, three, or four quarters down the road. I mean, you've got to be ask, be able to ask yourself, you know, what is what is going to be happening uh, in, 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 in the business? And so when he took over this specialty metals company, he began saying, look, we're, we're, we're going to build the world's best specialty metals company, the, the world's very best. So if you don't want to be involved with that, you know, there's the door. It's, it's probably time to leave. But he said, you know, as foggy as stuff was out there, I mean, I was able to take a look, and he said, I, I came to several conclusions. Uh, he said, number one, uh, the, the global capital goods market is going to remain strong into the future. Uh, number two, he said the aerospace industry is in the early stages of a super build cycle. He said, number three, developing economies are going to have a huge appetite for electrical energy. And the world was in the early stages of a massive infrastructure build. And so he was able to take those things, and he was able to say with, with, with complete accuracy, these are the things that are going to happen. Now, within that, how do we find a competitive advantage so that we can make our destination, the world's best specialty metal companies, a reality? And so what you need to do is you need to, you need to peer through the fog and, and say just two or three quarters out, forget five-year plans. I mean, it is amazing to me that Google buys 100 companies a year. 100 companies a year. In the last couple of years, they purchased a couple of hundred companies. Why? Some of these companies are two, three, four, five million dollar uh, add-ons. Some of them are much more than that. It's because Google does not have any idea what in the dickens the world is going to look like three years from now or five years from now. I mean, so it's taking a look two, three, four, five quarters out and saying, okay, what are the realities going to be? What are the realities going to be? Well, in Bill McQueen's, McQueen's case, I mean, he saw people moving away from staid old tradition and the hearse, I mean, leading the procession of cars to the church and then to the cemetery. So he knew that was going to continue. He knew that cremations were absolutely going to continue. He knew from all research that had been done, I mean, that, 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 that people wanted to say goodbye to their loved ones, but they thought they were being ripped off, I mean, by funeral directors. I mean, he, what he was doing in, in coming to these conclusions, I mean, and those are not hard conclusions to come to, I mean, he was actually be, beginning to tear away that fog or, or peek through the fog. And, and then as he uh, took those realizations or, or those realities, he said, okay, now, now what do we become? I mean, what do we do that allows us to have a competitive advantage over everybody else? So a leader has to look two, three, four quarters ahead. I don't care what business you're in. I mean, if you own a laundry and dry cleaner, I mean, if you're, if you're starting an app store, some a new kind of an app, I mean, if you, if you own a restaurant, I mean, you've got to be able to say two, three, four, five quarters ahead. I mean, what are the truths? I mean, what are the things out there? Yes, people are going to continue to eat out. Yes, full-service dining is going to continue to go down. Yes, I mean, one, two, three, four, five. And so you have to peer through the fog. And, I mean, don't do Chinese math and, and, and don't be delusional. Just be, be harsh and say, this is what the realities are going to be, two, three, four, five quarters out. And then this is what we do, all right? So what competitive advantages are we going to have that's going to allow us to be able to take advantage of that? That becomes your destination by default. Wrap that destination around something very big and very purposeful, and, I mean, you'll get everyone marching in the same direction. I mean, imagine when Pat Hassey, I mean, when Pat Hassey took over this company, which was almost out of cash, I mean, people had been ripping off, I mean, uh, you know, eating and sucking at the trough. I mean, the company was decimated of talent. I mean, he took over, and he said, you know what? We have the opportunity to become the world's best specialty metals company. Now, who in the world would not want to become the world's best specialty metals company? And 
and that's that's what the destination became. Very clear, very succinct. So in in previous podcasts, you have we have, we have talked definitely about listening to the customer, driving demand for your business. And when we talk today about this idea of looking into the future, if it's just two or three quarters, that's you're talking about data, you're talking about analytics, but really it gets to the heart of listening to what the customer is going to want so that you can create the destination and arrive there to serve the customer or journey there, I should say, to, to uh, yes. serve the customer well what kind of feedback should that business owner be looking for from the customer so that they can cut through the fog and get a clear picture of the destination well this was one of the remarkable things that really jumped out at us uh in our research for for all of our books and i'm going to hit you with a number and uh people listening are are going to say that's not possible that can't be done I, 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 I doubt what the guy is saying, and I'm willing to wear that. What we have found out, and again, let me back it up with the research, screened 220,000 companies, closely studied Bill dossiers in 55,000, interviewed 11,000 CEOs and business owners, generated almost a million pages of interview transcripts for our books. So I'm not telling you what I think. Uh, whenever we talk, I, I, I don't want to be seen as telling you my opinion. What, I, what I'm trying to be is a good journalist reporting to you as a result of our research finding, and here's the number. I mean, great business leaders, great business leaders, and that's great sales managers, that's great restaurant owners, that's great software developers, that's great bankers, that's great community bankers, that's great mortgage brokers, whatever the business across all types, here's the number. I mean, if you want to know what the customer is thinking, if you want to know the future direction of your business, you need to spend, get ready for the number, a minimum of 50% of your time with the customer. 50% of your time with your customers asking the question I mean what else itches that we can scratch what else causes you pain that maybe we could take care of what's happening in your world what are your threats what are your challenges do you have threats and challenges that we might be able to assist you with and great leaders spend a minimum of 50 percent of their time with customers and and the story I think that best illustrates it uh, and I made this one up, but, but, but it is true and everybody can get their head around it. But imagine you're 24, 25 years of age and you get out of college and you're casting about for a job and you can't find a job. And so you finally accept a job that's really not highly regarded and you're going to become a used car salesman. And you do extraordinarily well at the dealership and after a couple of years you become uh, the used car sales manager. Well, a couple of years go by of, of great progress and uh, they name you the new car sales manager. And man, you, you, you set the world on fire and you hit some big numbers. And so the next thing you know, you're the general sales manager of the dealership. And you're really, really good. You distinguish yourself. And so finally, they name you the general manager. Well, you do great. And you've got a great profit line. And so finally, General Motors Holding knows of a dealer who's retiring someplace. And the dealer wants to sell the store. So General Motors Holding comes to you and says, you know, you've distinguished yourself over the past 12 years. You've done one hell of a job. We'll finance you to the tune of three or four million dollars and, and, and put you in this Chevrolet dealership in Placerville, California, wherever it might happen to be. And so now all of a sudden, what do we get? You're now the dealer. Where's your office? It's hidden away in the back of the dealership or upstairs someplace where nobody can find it. And let's take a look at your walls. Your walls are filled with pictures of you in golf tournaments. 
The other wall is filled with pictures of you, with politicians. They're your love-me walls or your ego walls. Uh, customers, not so much anymore because, after all, now you're the dealer. And the sad thing about our business model is this. The further we go up the hierarchical structure, the further we get away from customers. And what happens, the further you get away from customers, you don't know what the hell the destination's supposed to be. The only people who could ever provide a business, a destination, are the customers. Hmm. And so you say, well, 50% of your time with the customers. How do you get everything else done? Well, I would say nothing else is as important. Nothing else, nothing else is as important. So if you're the CEO that's made the joke, well, they keep me in the dark corner office and treat me like a mushroom, it's time to get out of there and get some sunlight. And the throw, sunlight open, throw open the drapes, throw open the windows, I mean, and get your tired butt out there. I mean, with, and I'm not talking about doing golf tournaments, and I'm not talking about having lunches with your biggest clients where the deals have already been done. I mean, you've got to become a diagnostician. You've got to be asking your customers, you know, tell me about your business. Uh, I'm not trying to sell you what we sell today. Tell me about your business. I mean, how are you doing? I mean, where, where do you see your future? What are your competitive threats and challenges? Is there any way that we can help you with a couple of those? They might not even be in a business that we're in right now. But your destination is going to be constantly changing based on your interaction and spending a half your time talking to customers. The biggest takeaway for today, and we're out of time, but you have got to get your hands dirty, as Jason Jennings likes to say, and spend at least 50% of your time with your customers, your real customers day in and day out. Jason, great information for us today. If folks want to ask a question to be answered on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. It's questions at jason-jennings.com. You can access that also through the webpage there off jason-jennings.com for the podcast. But it's really easy, questions at jason-jennings.com. Great conversation. The book uh, is The Reinventors, New York Times bestseller. Pick it up. Be sure that you are reading it. Jason, so good to talk to you today, and have a great week. Uh, Dale, you're great. My final uh, shot is get out there because you'll never know what the destination is unless you're keeping your hands dirty. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.